Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. Hey, Craig. Hello, Jeff. Uh, Hello, Craig. And welcome to episode 121 of Podcast Versus Everyone. I'm Craig Powers, and with me, as always, for the second time, is Jeff Newser. <laughs> yeah, good. It's a good thing that our, our what, the technical issue we just had happened like in the first minute, which is great yes. because uh, having it happen farther in really, really blows. Like that's that's never fun. So. So, At least it happened in the first minute, for, and you know. Well, that's what we get for taking a few weeks off. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. cast isn't ready for us. It's like, exactly what are you doing right. here? You guys haven't been around. Well, we're just bringing so much heat; it doesn't even know what to do. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oh, the hot takes are incoming. Uh oh, better put up my defense shields and throw an error at Craig. So. Yep. Okay, we've made that's, it past the one-minute mark, so you better you better <laughs> take us all the way home, cast. Um, yeah. yeah, so, Jeff, how are you doing? Man, I'm still floating on a cloud after Friday's news. So, I mean, here we, here we are. It's, uh, it's Tuesday now, and uh, still, I'm, you know, I, I, I just, like on Kook Center, I just left up the... I left up the story about the commitment just up there in the front spot because I'm just like, yeah, it's so, fucking awesome. Sorry, sorry, other writers uh, writing yeah. about things. You just get pushed down. Well, it's shared. We shared. You know, it's yeah. And besides, the the only news, the only other news up there was was baseball news. And as we will, as we will, you know, talk about it was not a not a great baseball weekend. So, you know. But uh, not, uh, not Kyle, a, Man, not Kyle a, Manzardo is the player of the week, so that took the spot next to Muhammad Gay's uh, commitment, and and so now it's just it's it's happy news up at the top again. So yeah, let's let's talk about this uh, big news. Uh, four star, at least in the 2022 class, six uh, eleven, uh, Muhammad Gay, um, who had offers from Kansas and UCLA. Uh, has chosen to play basketball at Washington State. And even better news is that he has reclassified and will be joining WSU for this season. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, – I don't know, man. Like this is – this is this is. Uh, I mean, we keep saying this is uncharted territory, right, when it comes to – when it comes to Kyle Smith and, and we're, we're like, wow, how does he keep doing this? How do they keep pulling this off? Um, you know, and I, and I think the, the through line here is, is that, you know, we're, we're dealing lots of international recruits, right? In general. Um, so we're not, we're not having to go through, 
uh, for lack of better term, the the sneaker handlers. You know the the mm-hmm. AAU grassroots teams that are, uh, you know where the where the real high level recruits are um, sponsored by by shoe companies, and so you know the guys who run those programs uh, tend to. Uh, have a lot of control over where players end up and um, do a lot of steering. They do a lot of steering. And so um, as we, as we know from right from the FBI probe that uh, landed so many assistant coaches in hot water, but oddly enough, not all that many head coaches, very strange. And so, uh, you know, the, the through line here with, with our guys who are, you know, the highly rated recruits, really the only one that's not an international guy is Deshaun Jackson. Right. And he wasn't, he wasn't a super high, he was a four star guy. So he was kind of a, kind of a fringy, you know, like kind of top 150 type guy. Right. Um, but not like, we're not talking like a top 50 player like this guy is. Right. And, and so the difference is, you know, this guy is from Senegal. Uh, you know, obviously FA is from Nigeria. Yakimovsky is from North Macedonia. Like, you know, you, you, you may, you're able to make inroads with these guys. Um, without, without having to necessarily go through handlers, really with, with most of these guys, you just have to convince the families, oddly enough. <laughs> and so, you know, Gay talked about that. He did a couple of interviews. He talked about the, the connection that Kyle Smith made with him and with his family. Um, just felt like the, the was authentic. And, uh, and same thing with John Andershek, our, our favorite, uh, favorite podcast guest. Um, you know, obviously made a connection with him as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's exactly, I mean, I've probably said this multiple times, but, but it really is kind of exactly what I said, you know, like eight years ago when, when we fired Ken Bone was that we needed to go get somebody who could try and, um, really pull off exactly what Kyle Smith and, and his staff are pulling off right now, which is, um, not trying to go, you know, head to head with the sneaker guys, but, you know, finding some other talented guys that, um, you know, that might fit. And, and, you know, I mean, they they hustle, they hustle like crazy. I I know I'm talking a ton, but they hustle like crazy. This kid said that, um, our staff made contact with him pretty much the moment he arrived in the U S which was like a year ago, you know? So, Mm uh, they hustle, they do their homework and, and these are the fruits of, uh, of of that hustle. Yeah. And, and you, you can actually see we talk about the creativity we want in the recruiting and that how they can go and find different guys. You, you know, you talked about Yakimovsky and FA, um, and and obviously he's international and not you know not not attached to the AAU circuit as much, but but really giving the, giving him the opportunity to play this year instead of next year is another bit of sort of creativity. Uh, that uh, that allowed him them to seal the deal over maybe Kansas and UCLA because let's be honest if it was one for one like he probably like if 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 they they were just going for 2022 there's a chance he could they could have gotten this commit and then someone else comes in and convinces him you know he blows up his senior year uh, someone else convinces him because really again he has not played like he played soccer growing up. He's, he's not, you know, he hasn't played. I think he said he's played basketball since like a couple years or something. <laughs> like it's not, yeah, it's not a long time. Um, um, but yeah, it's so just just to get him in this year. And and again, it speaks to the staff. And I I, I think we'll get into this a little bit more um, after we talk about Gay. Uh, but just they they're ready to go for it and they're ready to build um, an elite roster right now. And, and we've seen that over and over again, but, but, but we'll get into that later. But I, I, re- I really want to talk about 
um, what Gay brings to the table and yeah. what jumps what jumps off the tape off the the tape to you when you first watch him is is not even the athleticism it's it's the smoothness like he handles the ball he drives to the basket he has a solid looking jumper like this is this this is a kid that could play you know that could not not be like a traditional 5 he could play uh a 3 or or you know he says uh, I, I think he mentioned he could play the point or something. But, you know, that'd be crazy. <laughs> but um, I, I think we want him closer to the basket because <laughs> of his yeah. leaping ability. But uh, yeah. just for offensive rebounding and defensive rebounding. But but yeah, and, and what I loved about the interview he did um, with uh, dang it, I can't remember his name now. He's um, an ESPN uh, scout uh, guy. Um, uh, Okay, I'll, I'll, find I'll, I'll, find I'll find it. I'll find it. Okay, but so uh, one thing I loved that what he said when 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 he asked uh, Gay what what you know what attributes that he was proud of or whatever, the first thing he mentioned is that I can guard one through five, and you're like, okay, that fits with the message that WSU is selling to these kids, right? Like, right. you're going to play defense, and he's already saying I can guard one through five, so he cares about deep. That's that's just really nice to hear. And he definitely has the athleticism, you know, and he, I wouldn't say he doesn't look like maybe the jumper that F.A. is, but he's definitely got that quick off the ground, easy leaping ability. And uh, he's definitely got those, that huge wingspan. Uh, and he, he's, you know, so what, like we said, six eleven, seven foot in that area. He's yeah. going to play even bigger than that. Like it's, he, he's definitely thin, uh, but that's a lot of these kids come in, these kind of highly rated uh, bigs come in really thin, like, you know, um, it's, uh, but he's just like, and, and I know I want you to talk about this a little bit. Cause you, you brought it up. Like one of the first things when we were texting about this right after is the great thing is for all the tools he brings with this roster, we don't really necessarily need him to be the guy right away. Yeah, I mean, he's, I think, really unlikely to start. Um, you know, I, I just, like, I, I don't see where, unless somebody was injured, maybe. But, uh, you know, Jackson and F.A. have those, you know, two spots locked down in the front court. And, and I know you mentioned, you know, he could potentially play three or or whatever. I, I am... A little more skeptical of that. Um, not that he, not that he can't or eventually couldn't, but um, I'm, I'm a, I, you know, I think that sort of a thing might be a little down the road for him. Um, he's still, you know, really raw. Um, one of the things that he mentioned in in that interview, it's Adam Finkelstein, by the way, yeah. uh, who he did the interview with, and one of the things he said in in one of his interviews was that um, he said that this uh, his year that he played at prolific prep this year uh, was the first time he ever played on a team. Like ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he played, he played basketball. Basically what it sounds like is, you know, they had just sort of playground basketball, you know, mm -hmm. in Senegal. Um, and then he made a, you know, a connection with prolific prep in, in California, um, you know, came over and, and really didn't play much at all his first year. 
um, there because there were some pretty awesome recruits there that, you know, big, big, big time recruits. Um, I'm trying, I'm forgetting, but one of the kids is, is the kid who went, um, straight to the D, uh, to the G league, uh, bypassed college. So, you know, some really, really high level recruits. And then, you know, some, basically some video surfaces of him from last summer doing some stuff. And all of a sudden he's on the, he's on the recruiting radar and that's where he gets, he gets the, gets the rating and gets thrown into the, gets thrown into the mix as the number, you know, 34 recruit or whatever. So, um, you know, he's just, he's just still really raw. Um, I think that the coaching staff is, you know, going to be counting on him to, to really just, you know, play in a backup role. He comes off the bench, you know, no huge pressure, um, you know, and for a guy who hasn't played a lot of organized basketball and to be honest, you know, FA was kind of in the same boat. Right. And so, you know, he will not be counted on as much as FA was this past year, but we saw what happened when you count on a guy like that, you see flashes of brilliance, right? Cause the talents there and the yep. abilities there, but you also see, you know, just really obvious signs that, that he just hasn't played that much basketball. You know, it's like mm-hmm. just, you know, maybe the, you know, it's, it's the reading of the game or, or anticipating a double team or, you know, making, making the, the, you know, the, the extra pass, you know, to get a guy open or, you know, rotating on defense or whatever it is. Um, you know, those are things that, that come with experience. So I, I think for him, probably the selling point was, you know, would you rather develop for a year, uh, you know, at a high school or would you rather develop with us? You know, and it's exactly. like, I, I think that's, I mean, I think that's kind of a no brainer. I mean, if he wants to play in the NBA and, you know, with his tools, if he thinks, you know, he's a, you know, an early entrant at some point down the road, then, you know, going to college a year early is, is really a no brainer. It's a no brainer for him. And it's, and it's, it's really a no brainer for the staff um, to take on a guy like this. So, you know, maybe those skills will develop on the perimeter, but I think for now, you know, he just sort of has the luxury of being a, you know, a backup five, four, you know, playing those 15 to 20 minutes a night. Um, you know, we no longer have to worry about foul trouble in theory anyway, that, um, you know, you got three, you know, competent big men that can match up with a lot of people. And that was kind of our issue last year was, you know, you go to Vova and um, as much as, you know, God love him, we, we love watching him play and we get excited when he does things on the floor. Uh, but he's, you know, very, very limited. And, and this kid is not. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, something that to the point where you said is he is not going to be athletically outmatched by anyone that yep. he plays against. He may be, uh, you know, from on a strength s- side, but honestly with what there's coming in, in the, in the front court of the PAC 12 next year, I don't know, not really like there's not like a lot of the big guys are, are gone or, you know, or whatever. And so, so we'll, we'll see, you know, and like you said, he, he, they don't, they, they're not going to need him to start. They, they maybe need him to, you know, if he, we'll see he, he basically will like how well he plays will dictate how much we see him, right? Like it, how well he has progressed. Like it could be where he plays more towards the end of the season. Cause he's progressed a lot. Cause I get, he's, this will be like his third year of organized basketball. Um, so it's, it's just an, an exciting ad because it's just adding more depth to a roster, adding, like you said, you don't have to worry about foul trouble as much. I mean, but this is the Pac-12 we're talking about. They could they can come for anyone. Um, <laughs> but you don't have to worry about foul trouble as much uh, because you basically you have the an athletic equivalent coming off the bench, and and 
And yeah, it's just uh, it's nice to have. And, and he's going to be a fun player to watch. He's going to make some exciting plays. He may be frustrating at times. Who knows? Um, but just to get a guy with that level of talent and not have to rely on him right away, like yep. you could, you think that WSU in the in the history of WSU, if they were to pull a recruit with this pedigree, uh, that that would be expected to be maybe yeah. the best player on your team or maybe yeah. one of like when clay thompson came in um yep. similarly rated he was uh the basically the he he led the team in shot percentage and it was him or taylor rochester were, were the go-to guys and then you had baines like it was he was one of the three top offensive players and played you know a ton of minutes but we just we won't. Yeah, and that's in a program, by the way, that was coming off two tournaments. Like, like it was, you know, you he was being counted on a, on a team that was trying to get back into its third straight tournament. I mean, you know, in this team, it's like they're not doing that. But at the same time, you go, yeah. I mean, there's just like there's talent everywhere on the roster. And we talk about the front court. Like, okay, so you got. Um, you know, I presume that our, our, our starting, you know, obviously Jackson and FA at the, at the five and the four, and then you're probably talking Kim Aiken at the three would be yeah. my guess. Um, but the thing with Aiken is, you know, he can very easily slide down and play four. He plays bigger than his six, seven. Like he's, he's a guy who's definitely kind of like a three, four, you know, so you can, I mean, the possibilities of mixing and matching here, uh, you know, for matchups for Smith is really just so like, just so tantalizing. And you have Yakamovsky you know? at the three yeah. and I mean, three, four. Yakamovsky really, like... could play two. You know, I mean, if you really yeah. wanted to go super big, you know, you could do a crazy like Noah Williams, Yakamovsky, Aiken, you know, F.A. Deshaun or, or Gay yeah, Deshaun or whatever. I, I, it's like, I think I saw, I think wild. it was, I, I think I saw Theo uh, do that lineup, but with Bomba at the two, which would still be a massive lineup. But if you think like you could yeah. put Yakamovsky at the two there. Yeah, or or Yakimovsky at the one and Noah at the two or whatever. You know, like like <laughs> you, you you could have a lineup where it goes six eight or six five six eight yeah. six eleven six eleven six, like know. six ten whatever. It's bizarre. And it, it, it's it's uh, yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, yeah, it's bizarre to have a player of this caliber coming in and 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 just we're talking about him coming off the bench. Um, it, it's uh, you know. It, there, there's so many guys now on the roster with obvious NBA futures, um, and it's. I just love again. Let's come back to it. Like this staff is going for it, man. Like they, yeah, they they saw what they had last year. They saw the kind of margins that left the where they were from you know, maybe getting to an NIT or something. Like they were. Really, a few wins away, you know, a couple wins here or there uh, away from that. Um, but then they see, you know, they're returning all this young core of talent. Uh, the jump that Noah made, you know, you have that leader. Um, so they didn't sit. But what's what's as crazy is they just didn't say, "Hey, let's sit back, let these guys develop. Maybe they'll turn into a tournament team this year." They said no. Let's have these guys be part of a core and add talent onto it. Add Flowers, add Aiken, add in a four-star big man. Like, we'll just add these players in. And Ty- Tyro Roberts, of course, too. Um, 
you know, addressing some, you know, with Roberts and Flowers, addressing some offensive issues that you know, hoping to address some offensive issues that you had before, um, and 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 but then still bringing in Aiken and Gay and still solidifying that defensive end side of the ball, like it, it's it's like it's it's crazy um, to think about. They could be better defensively next year, and I mean. They have to be better offensively, like I would assume they would be. But um, yeah. Um, but but yeah. So it's uh, it's it's so crazy. We talk. It seems we keep coming back to it. Like every time they add someone or whatever, it's like just crazy what this roster looks like now. Yeah. Um, and there's no reason at all anymore to wait. Like you know, when Dick and Tony showed up and they were like, "Okay, we need you know, we have a this many year plan to to build the thing, and it's going to take that long." and you know, do it the right way or do it our way or whatever. Um, it, that's just not the, that's just not the world of college basketball anymore. You know, you just, you don't need to do that. You know, players move enough, uh, you know, you add transfers. I mean, you take, you know, I mean, we're, you know, we're a great example right now. You know, you take, uh, uh, you know, Isaac Bonton off the team and you add, you know, Michael Flowers and it's like, you know, Bonton with a little less risk, right? Like, you know, it's kind of the same kind of player, uh, you know, and then you add, you know, Kim Aiken from a program that is uh, has been highly successful and is, you know, apparently like <laughs> exploding at the moment. So, um, you know, it just there's just no reason to wait anymore. And you go be aggressive and it, you know, creates, you know, and this is sort of the unavoidable topic is that it creates a, an uncomfortable situation where, you know, as of right now, you've got, you know, not including, uh, you know, Tony Miller, who may or may not be back, but not including him, you've got essentially 15 scholarships committed for, you know, 13 scholarships. Um, so there, there's going to be, you know, some shuffling and, you know, some people are going to, going to go and, um, you know, and that, that, that is a little, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's something that, you know, I don't think anybody is entirely comfortable with, but right. it's also like, I, you know, if you want to do this, you, you do it, you know, and, if you got a chance to add a kid like this, you add them and then you figure it out. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, like I said, it's uncomfortable and you know, whatever, but, um, you know, you just, you know, time waits for no one. Right. And, um, you know, you just, you, you do what you gotta do to, to do it right away. And, um, you know, just sort of underscore, you know, why, why they should just, why they should be doing this and why they should go for it. I mean, we like to reference, you know, Bart uh, quite a bit right now because, mm-hmm. um, you know, Ken Palm, who of course we, we love dearly, um, doesn't do any kind of projections until pretty much right before the next season. Um, he kind of waits for everything to play out and settle down and rosters to shake out and all that stuff. Well, Bart, you know, as we've talked about before, you know, just kind of, uh, leaves everything live and, you know, I mean, you can play around with stuff and add guys guys and take guys away and and the the projections change as players move and so uh we are all the way up to number 41 in the country projected uh by his system uh 67 on offense 31 on defense um and by the way that is good for third in the pack 12 now it's we are at the head of a clump of teams in the 40s mm-hmm. so it's us oregon arizona arizona state stanford all in the 40s but still i will take third <laughs> I'll take it, you know, and uh, so that's why you go for it, because when you're in that 40s range, I mean, that is squarely, you know, bubble territory, last handful of teams in the tournament territory. And 
And I know you've been waiting to write about this, but Kyle Smith always outperforms his projections. So. Yeah. It's exciting. uh, Yeah. And it's, and I know it's, yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable. Like you said, it's uncomfortable that, you know, obviously there's going to be some sort of roster attrition. There's just too many guys. Um, I I don't want to speculate too much. Yeah. We don't, we have no, we have no idea. We have no idea. And, 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 and it's, and it's so, uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. I don't want to name names and and all that. So um, if you're listening, you can figure out your own yep. way on that one. Um, but yeah, it's so uh, the thing is, like, this is what a lot of programs in our conference have been doing. Oregon yes. has been done very well with adding one-year transfers, two-year transfers, whatever. And maybe then, best in the country, to be honest. Maybe best like, in the country. So good. Or Oregon State, it paid off huge for them uh, this year. Um, we saw USC yeah. uh, ha- you know, add an important piece uh, to, to, their, to their roster that went to the Elite Eight. You know, that, yep. so Tajidi. Like, Tajidi, of course. And then, so, like, it's just uh, – it's it, – it, this is what you do. This is what coaches do when they when they see they have a chance to get over the top. Like they and and if you think about it, like if you think about F. A. Abigidi, if they're looking at him as being a, a piece of a winning team, they, there's no guarantee he's staying another year, like any longer than next year. This guy's already that at this last season he's per, you know made a name for himself. He's he's going to start on draft boards next year. But you know like yep. so it's so there's no guarantee he's coming back. So you're going to lose that huge piece. Uh you know who knows, you know you don't know what Noah's going to do. You don't know what any of these yep. guys are going to do. Yep. So yep. you you, you got to play with the roster you have and if your roster is a couple pieces away from getting where you want to be I mean, you yep. got to got to go for it, and and yep. and they've done it, and you know, looking at at Bart's numbers, you know, they've put themselves in a position to 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 challenge for an NCAA tournament bid. Uh, they they ended the season last year at seventy two in Bart's numbers. They were in the well, they were seventy nine in Ken, so maybe they'll be a little lower on Ken Pomeroy's projections. Who knows? Um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, if, if like gay is actually given a rating for this year, cause uh, and how that impacts things uh, on these projections. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, a, so yeah, they're going to, they'll be there. And we, we've said this before, we're going to keep saying it like they're, they're there. They have the talent now. Um, and yeah, they have a coach who regularly outperforms his expectations. So, um, it's, uh, it's again, it's massively exciting. Um, yeah, it's going to be at, um, at the expense of probably, you know, some guy that we were excited about that we're committed to whatever. Yep. And, and that's going to be a bummer. Um, but yeah, this is, this is the, the nature, you know, I, Arizona state thought they might have, uh, Remy Martin next year and, and, and he's gone, like he's leaving. You know, he's either yep. trying for the NBA or entering the portal. One of the two, he's just not playing Arizona state next year. Um, so if you're a WAC, you're looking at that, like 
we're going to wait around and then maybe maybe Noah Williams decides he wants to go to a program that's guaranteed to get to the tournament. Maybe maybe you know maybe another player wants to do that. Or do you just want to be the team that goes to the tournament with them? Like that's 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 what that's what they're doing. And again, like transfers have helped a lot of programs in our conference uh, take an, another step and, and and kind of be better in seasons where they may have taken a step back. We didn't think WSU was going to take a step back next year, but still, um, it's helped them. You know, kind of. You know, Oregon was better than they than they would have been if not bringing in for a bunch of transfers. Oregon State, who knows what they were what they would have even looked like without all those transfers they brought in. And, um, you know, you think, where are you Thalatiche without him? Like, what would, they, what would they have looked like like without him? You know, even even um, USC, it wasn't just Edie. Uh, they had the backup big who came in who was, you know, they needed him. Foul trouble happened. Uh, Chavez, Chavez Goodwin, who's actually staying another year now, too. So that'll help them out because uh, they're losing, you know, Evan Mobley and, and – um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you, I can't hate, I can't fault the strategy and, and actually I'm excited they're doing it. Like I, I want to see us win, man. Like it is like, I have this shirt that says NCAA men's tournament 2008 <laughs> in, my, in my closet. That's the last time that is a yeah. long time that this is now, uh, as long as it was between the last, but between, uh, between Samson's year and Bennett's oh year. Oh my gosh. I don't even like, want to think about it like that. <laughs> and I remember when we were in school. I, so there was this time I was in school and um, I had some, um, you know, manager friends and the WSU was playing UCLA. And this was back when you'd get like the regional Fox Sports Net broadcast and, and it wouldn't be on in Northwest, but it'd be on in like LA or whatever. Yeah. And so we. We went up with like a couple of like injured players. It's actually like David Harmley and Derek Lowe to drop some names. Um, but uh, but we were watching the game. Um, if you remember the game, uh, Weaver missed a layup at the buzzer to tie it after they made a huge comeback. It was one of those games where a coin went nuts. Um, but yeah. anyway, so so I remember we're sitting there and we're, we're in their their film room, you know, where they like record every game that they could possibly, that, that every team they could possibly play is, you know, like all these VCRs or whatever, like, and there's all these tapes on the wall. And one of them is like the NCAA tournament game from 1994 or whatever. Like it's, it, it's just sitting there. And I remember all of us, the players or the manager looked at it, like, Oh my gosh, like we went to a tournament and that felt so long ago. Like yep. it just felt like an eternity ago, and we are at that same exact time Ugh. gap now. God. We're due for a tournament, <laughs> man. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yep. So I, I'm in the same boat, man. You know, you do what you gotta do. Uh, if you wait for tomorrow, then you just you end up waiting forever. Um, and and really, any coach Go that Amps. says that, yeah. <laughs> That is the perfect analogy. That is the perfect analogy. You know, Mariners fans are always waiting for Jared Kellenex here, uh, waiting for tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, any, and any coach that would tell you that, oh, well, you know, we, I, I would never, you know, give out a scholarship to a player if I didn't have one available is, is lying. You know, I mean, if they, if they've got a chance to add a great player and that puts them over the limit and they got to do a little uncomfortable sorting, then they just, they just do it. You know, it's, um, 
you know, it, it's just, it's sort of part of the deal. And, you know, the other part is to, um, you know, players, as, as weird as this is to say, you know, players kind of know the game. Um, it's, it's, I mean, sometimes players end up, you know, feeling screwed and, you know, whatever, but, um, but I, I, I don't know that there's anybody on this roster that would say, you know, they didn't get a fair shot right to to try and you know prove themselves and um you know to to sort of you know see where they fit and you know sometimes players see the writing on the wall and they just decide you know it's it's i better get ahead of the game and that's you know jazz coons right who you know decides all right i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and and go before i get told to go um you know so he goes and he lands at iowa state which is great um so you know there's you know there are people on this roster that um you know, probably aren't Pac-12 level players, um, you know, and those are the guys that probably will have to, you know, have a have a hard conversation with themselves and, and maybe think about, you know, landing somewhere else where honestly, if for their basketball future, it's probably I mean, not, not to sound patronizing, but it's going to it's going to sound patronizing. But, you know, it's it honestly might be better off for them um, in their future anyway you know, to get some, to get like real minutes, um, somewhere versus, you know, fighting for scraps, uh, fighting for scraps for us. Cause there's only, you know, I mean, there's only, there's only so many, so many, so many spots to play, right? I mean, you're looking at eight, nine guys are going to play and, you know, three or four aren't going to play at all. And, um, you know, so it's, it's tough. It's rough being on the end of a bench for sure. But yeah, excited, excited, excited. That's, that's the overall, that's the overall theme, man. Like I said, still, still floating, still excited. And, uh, and, and really I'm, I'm, you know, I, I can't wait for, you know, November, which is not close, but I'm going to yeah, be thinking about I, it a lot. I, we've, we've, we've <laughs> done this exercise many times now and we did it before any of the transfers, any of the ads, but it's just like it's crazy building in like an eight man rotation now. Yeah, tough like to it, do. It already was. Like it's so tough. Cause like I you know, now you gotta you gotta think gay is gonna be the third big man, so he's in there. Yep. And then I mean DJ Rodman was a was a valuable player last year. Andre Yakamovsky has, you know, the you know, uh, some of the biggest potential on the team. Uh, Bomba, same way. You know, it's just like who, where, where are these minutes going? Um, but at the same time, what a problem to have! Like now, you you bring in like one of the best scorers in the country. Oh darn! Uh, <laughs> you bring in an athletic three, three, four, uh, the, who's an efficient offensive player in his own right. Um, oh darn! You bring in a four-star, athletic, six eleven, seven five wingspan kid like oh darn like what a tough problem to have. Sorry, Coach Smith, that you have to build this rotation with too many good players. Like it's just too hard. Look what you, look what you've done to yourself. Um, yeah, but yeah, we've we've seen in many years where. There was one or two Pac-12 players on the team, and that was it. And now you can go ten deep, and without a problem. And yeah. so uh, that's this is like just uncharted territory, at least recently, folks, and you know, at least in the last decade. Um, so it's uh, 
Like it, it's, we're just going to keep, like, it's just going to be the summer of just like us getting giddy randomly over the upcoming basketball season. Um, but I think that's what people want to hear. Uh, I think, I think, I think y'all enjoy it. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome. Basketball. I want the basketball season to start right now. Like, <laughs> please. Like, like, I know. Uh, I can't believe we have to wait that long, but oh well, it'll, it'll, the, the anticipation will make it that much sweeter, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. Anticipation is always some of the best. I, I, I gotta say like probably the anticipation going into that 07, 08 season was at times more fun because like it was so hard to enjoy the season because there was, you were just expecting them to win and you were expecting yeah. everything to happen. Um, but this one, it's still like, because they actually haven't done anything yet. And I want to talk about this a little bit too. Because, like, we already, like, half the comments in that, in the, in the gay commit post on Coog Center oh my gosh, are worried, yeah. Are yeah, worried let's about. Let's have this conversation. They're worried about <laughs> Kyle Smith leaving. Oh my gosh. People. Like, and I. And I get it. I get it. As Coog fans, we are burned by this I over and over do. again. I mean, Tony, we're not, Tony we're left. We're not special on this. We're not I know, special we're not, on this. But, but, but we're not special, but it still happens to us. So just because you're not unique doesn't mean you can't feel the pain. Um, I don't like, know, man. The best, but, so, the best football coach we ever had was with us for like 15 years. Like, I don't know, man. It's not. It doesn't happen as much as we think it does. I guess is what I'm saying. But anyway, but it, continue. But, but our last. But it does in basketball, though. Like I mean, Samson was here for a while, but as soon as he had success, he was gone. Bennett stayed through until his seniors. You know, his, his core seniors were done, and then he was gone. Um, you know, Raveling uh, left after his best success. But hold on, hold so, on. George Raveling, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years. Yes, Kelvin but, Sampson. But, one, but what did two, he three, what did, what did, four, what did, five, what did six, Raveling do? What what did Raveling do the year before he Yes, you're he you're left? right. He left he left at the peak of his powers. There's no there's no doubt about that. So the people are worried if we have, you know, Kyle Smith goes to a tournament next year, he's gone. But at the same time, like so I'm just saying I understand you're hurt. You're worried, but if 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 that's your takeaway from this, like just oh take a gosh. step back, take a deep breath, and just enjoy what's happening in the moment instead of yes. worrying all the time about something that may happen in the future. Like, and yeah, we it it sucked when Tony left, and then like we it's 13 years since the basketball team has you know went to the tournament. Yeah, that sucks, but. One, we haven't even went to – Kyle Smith has not taken WSU to a tournament yet. He hasn't had a winning record in conference play. Like he like he, he hasn't done anything that would attract a, a, a bigger school other than his recruiting prowess. Um, but that, that still – let's let him win some games before we're worried about yeah. him leaving. Like no let's kidding. enjoy – Let's enjoy some wins before we're worried about the yeah. After Tony started winning, then we started worrying about him leaving because people were offering him jobs. Indiana was offering him a job, and you know whoever, and then whoever came, you know, the surprise came when he left. But 
Right. But but we got to enjoy some wins because no one expected him to be that good that year, that first year. Right. And so so let's let's just let's just enjoy the goodness. And then if 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 Kyle Smith gets hired by some big time basketball program or you know, some bigger than WSU basketball program. That means he did something awesome here. Like that's that's the only yep. way that's going to happen. That means he did something awesome here. So that means we're going to have some fun before that happens. So just 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 let it just like chill about <laughs> that the like what might happen and just just enjoy that we just we we're racking up all this all this talent and we're yeah. pulling in players pulling in players like Deshaun Jackson and Muhammad Gay and and, and you know, guy like recruits like that, like Andre Yakamaski, who we just never see that many stars next to their name that that regularly. Like, and so it's it's just fun. Enjoy it and enjoy the team. The team's gonna be super well, fun to watch next year. And let's be honest, like if if this goes to form, the team is gonna get good. He's gonna leave, and then we're gonna suck again. Okay, so n- not to be a downer, but but what I am saying is like, you know, all the more reason to enjoy it along the enjoy way, it. right? Exactly. Like, like if if now again, I, I think we all hope that we are in a, a new era of WSU sports, and I think there's reason to believe that we are. I mean, we're going to talk about Pat Chun and uh, his extension and how exciting that is, but it's like, you know, I think there's this feeling that you know that look, we are not. Uh, as an athletic department, we are not the lovable losers that that so many of our fans, you know, are, sort of identify with. Um, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have a lot of experience with that because we went to a Rose Bowl when I was in school, and we were, you know, our basketball team. At least my freshman year was on the fringes of the NCAA. I mean, really, we were an injury to our star player away from being, you know, in the NCAA tournament. So, you know, it, it like. My my life experience as a kook is like, yeah, you know, we can be successful. We can we can be good. Um, and then, you know, you see, you know, all these different programs. Right. I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum. All, all the programs. Right. Are, are, you know, on the rise. And, you know, we're going to talk about baseball and baseball is within, you know, sniffing distance of, of the postseason after, you know, bottoming out under Donnie Marbet and Marty Lees. And it's like. You know, there's just this expectation that, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily the way it was. Like, we're not etched into whatever it was. And so, I mean, there's reason to hope that, you know, whatever Kyle Smith builds here, um, you know, if and when he goes, there's no reason to think that the next guy can't, you know, continue that or do it his own way. Um, there's no reason to think we can't make another smart hire. Um you know, I mean, these, these things are out there and they're available and you know, it's, it's, it's just, they're just not, I don't know, man, all the more reason to enjoy it. Even if you're the most pessimistic person in the world and go, when he leaves, we will suck again. Okay, great. Enjoy this because who knows how long it's going to last. And I, I wish to be honest that I had enjoyed the Tony Bennett era more, particularly that second season. Um, you know, I, I was so, I, I just, I remember it so clearly. I would like every game I was thinking, what does this mean for the NCAA tournament? What does this mean? I was always looking for the end of the year because that was sort of the foregone conclusion. Right. And maybe we could make a run in the tournament. Um, you know, and I just, so that that's where my head was at all year. And then when it was over, I was just like, did I enjoy that as much as I could have? Like, I, like I really just was not in the moment 
you know? And now, you know, as you mentioned, I mean, we're talking like, you know, almost 15 years ago at this point. I mean, it's so long ago now. Um, you know, I, I just, after that, I really committed. I'm like, man, I'm just going to enjoy it. You know, when Mike Leach was doing his thing, I'm like, man, this is awesome. I, I know we're not win win a pack 12 championships, but, um, you know, it sure was a lot of fun. And, and so as a fan, I, I really, I, ever since then, to be honest, I've tried to kind of live in the moment as much as possible. And I would, I would really encourage people, man, if you can, you know, try to figure out a way to do the same. Cause I, I think you miss a lot when you're always looking ahead. And Hey, why always, why always just expect the worst? Maybe there's an outside chance that, uh, Kyle Smith just loves Pullman. Maybe that much, and never his know. wife loves Pullman, and they stay here forever, yeah. and just win, win everything, and that's all. Like let's let's just enjoy everything that's good, and yeah, yeah just uh, stop build worrying a new about... arena. We'll like, man, we'll just we'll just do it. We'll become a we'll become a powerhouse. Yeah, let's it. do that. You know, um, so yeah, yeah it's uh, behind that. Let's let's. I know I know it's just in people's nature to you know, look ahead and do all those yeah. things, but, yep. um, you know, let, let's, let's, let's just enjoy, uh, good things. And, uh, you know, yeah. this upcoming season with this like athletic and talented roster, you know what, I'm sorry, uh, long and athletic roster. <laughs> um, I know I, I snuck that in there and in, in the story, he's got yeah. excellent length and athleticism. I just, I, I can't resist, cannot resist. I will say, uh, those, uh, those Ernie Kent teams that were described as long and athletic could not, uh, touch this current (laughs) upcoming roster. Um, no, they could not. Uh, yeah. So basketball just giving us nuggets to talk about all, all, and we're going to have, we're going to have, uh, John on again at some point soon. Um, we're going to have some other cool guests on to talk about the basketball team. It's just going to be a fun summer of talking about the basketball team. Um, yeah, it's just going to be a matter of, uh, of, of, you know, being patient and nobody likes that. I feel like my, my three-year-old right now, like I want it, I want it now. Like, why do I have to wait? Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, how about Jeff? Let's take a break and then we'll, we'll finally, finally, uh, talk about that spring football game. back we are back um jeff i think i know what you're drinking uh, you do but know what i'm en- drinking en- enlighten me <laughs> i am having a little beer called modelo especial, especial. brewed in mexico craig um just for those that imported know, beer especial means special oh, i would have never guessed that yeah, even after I my know. two years of spanish in high school and do you know what they call beer in Spanish, Jeff? Cerveza. Cerveza, which I always yeah. find. It's on the can. Fas- I know. I, it's a, but I, I always <laughs> find it fascinating, fascinating that uh, 
er, almost every language in Europe calls beer beer, or you know, it's all it's beer everywhere. It's beer, except Spanish, that calls it cerveza. Like every every like uh, derivative of like uh, of a of a German a Germanic or Romance language, it's beer beer beer, and then it's cerveza in Spanish. They're just yeah. Like, I'd nope, love to know we're the... calling this thing different. The etymology of that would be fun. There's probably yeah. a good story there for a language nerd. Yeah. So uh, in honor of uh, in honor of Muhammad Gay and Kyle Smith and John Andershek and uh, Coach Shaw. By the way, we didn't mention Coach Shaw has now been promoted to associate head coach, which is uh, apparently a big damn deal. Probably comes with the raise. So good for him because that guy is a damn good coach. And we are so lucky to have him on staff. And then, you know, Derek Phelps as well. So, yeah, it's been uh, – I'm, I'm having a Modelo in honor of them. Uh, I cannot remember the last time I had a Modelo. Uh, and I don't think I'll be having another Modelo until maybe basketball season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Not my Modelo, favorite. That's all right. Mo- Modelo is like the Rainier of Southern California. You know, yeah. like it's it's just like the go to cheap beer down there, and it's it, it's funny. It's it depending on the vessel in which you get it. It's it's a wildly different price. Like it's super cheap when it's in the cans, and it's like craft beer price when it's in the bottles. And it's actually <laughs> worse in the bottles because it gets that skunky flavor. Yeah, because uh, they, they have clear bottles. So I like I I went to get some Modelo, uh, you know. I, I got some. I had gotten some on uh, Cinco de Mayo, and and then I had some. You know, still perfectly, still had some to have to celebrate the. Not not today, but but I, I went to Tacoma Boys. And I was like, they have like a ton of beer. They they love Modelo, and they did. Yeah. But it's in the bottles, and it's like eleven dollars for a six pack. And I'm like, <laughs> this stuff is like at Walgreens. You get the twenty four ounce can for like two bucks or something. That's like, what it's I like bought. So cheap. No, that's yeah, what I, I bought. sent. I sent Amanda, Amanda had went over to Walgreens, uh, for something. And like, I was like, Oh, can you pick me up a can of Modelo for the podcast? And she calls me. She's like, they don't have any cans. They only have like 12 pack glass bottles. I'm like, no, don't buy that. Like, yeah, we just went through enough glass (laughs) bottles of Modelo. Um, but yeah, so, so, uh, what I'm drinking is I just, I, I looked for just, you know, I, that, a name that would fit or whatever. Um, so I settled on uh, Incoherency by Bill Breaker um, because, like, it's just, like, the 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 way that the they add these players is just, like, makes me incoherent, makes me feel like I'm incoherent, like I'm, like, a, <laughs> like it's incomprehensible to me. Like, that, like, it's very hard, like, given how WSU has recruited in the past, like, it's, it's just, I'm rendered incoherent. Um, this is a, a golden stout. Um, it is made with vanilla beans, cacao nibs, and basalt roasters coffee, uh, which I assume is a roaster in Yakima. Uh, it's from Balebreaker. It is aged for five months in Jameson whiskey barrels. It's from last year. Um, I have a friend that worked there that uh, gifted this to me. Nice. Um, they say it pairs well with backyard s'mores and ice cream. I would believe that. Um, it's 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 pretty tasty, you know. If you've ever had a gold stout, 
It's it's usually like a it's like a golden ale with coffee, uh, generally. Um, usually they put some vanilla or milk sugar in there to kind of give it the stout body. Um, but yeah, it's pretty tasty. Uh, I think they were smart, just only five months with the Jameson whiskey barrels because it probably would have like overpowered the lighter body on it if they would have did it for longer because it's about eight percent, so it's got some punch, but it's pretty solid, pretty solid beer. Um, uh, I just, you know, I was going for name and I've had this beer for a bit and I, you know, Bellbreaker doing fancy wax tops is like a fairly recent thing for them. So, Ooh. uh, good job, Bellbreaker owned by Huskies, uh, but a lot of Cougs work there. So I don't, I don't know. Um, it probably balances I don't know. out. Yeah, I guess it balances so you, you, yeah, usually you talk to a Coug when you go there, so it's fine. Um, and, uh, <laughs> go hometown, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Woo Yakima. Woo Yakima. Woo. Uh but but yeah, so let's uh talk about spring football where we didn't get to drink beer. Uh we didn't get to drink beer at the spring game and Jeff The game probably that... would have looked a lot better if we had. Yeah, if I was if I was ten beers deep in Pullman, I would have had a lot more fun watching that spring oh, game. Oh my gosh. You. Yeah, we probably won't talk about this for very long because the game really sucked. Um, and, and maybe they, and, you know, as, boring. as we are both, I think readily admitting, like maybe they always suck this bad. Uh, cause we're usually pretty, uh, pretty deep by the time the game kicks off or, or, or it's not really a kickoff, but you know what I mean? Uh, by the time by the, the game, time starts, the we're, game we're pretty snaps deep. off or whatever they did. The yeah. We're, we're usually pretty deep. And so, uh, really it's, it's one of the reasons why I love going because it's like you know the game's not real the competition's not real you just get to see a little football you have some beer uh you know joke around with your friends laugh at you know stupid things and you know whatever just have a good time um not quite the same sitting in my basement you know watching the game uh on tv and and also uh like i said maybe it's always that bad but i don't think so um and and in particular i am uh, having a little bit of a mild panic attack about the quarterbacks, man. I am, uh, whoo, buddy, that is, that is a dicey situation. And we had, you know, before the spring game, we had a podcast where we talked about how, uh, Joe Milton, right. We, we talked about the Michigan transfer, Joe Milton, and he was apparently looking at, you know, Tennessee and us, you know, he's insisting that we were in the mix, even though seemed like Tennessee, you know, it was a foregone conclusion. But I, I remember, I, I think I uttered the phrase like, yeah, I'm just not sure I see how it makes sense for either him or for us. And then I watched that game and then I was like, oh, now I see we are a mess at quarterback. And, you know, it's we, we I mean, we did, you know, Jared Guarantano lasted, Gar- Garantano lasted all of one pass. Right. And it was one of the worst passes you'll ever see in your lifetime. Uh, Cam and Cooper looked pretty terrible and really the only guy, and then Delora didn't play Jane Delora didn't play. And the only guy who actually looked intriguing was the freshman Xavier Ward. And my God, if we were starting another true freshman, uh, I don't want to go down that road. So yeah, I'm, I was not, I was not at all encouraged by what I saw. And I know a lot of guys set out, so, you know, you can only read so much into it, but, but man, the quarterbacks looked extremely shaky and that is not that is not what you want to see yeah um i actually so um i'll I'll give a little uh plug to this but i i i was on a another podcast today um for uh the chase thomas podcast uh so i checked that out although i i will say uh he did um 
I told him I'd, I'd forgive him just this once. He spelled Wazoo wrong when he tweeted out the the podcast. Oh, man, um, man. And uh, but uh, yeah, so he you know he, he gave gave it the O. Um, and uh, so, but I, I razzed him for that. Um, his, he said it was almost one in the morning there. So whatever, man. Uh, but that's cool. But hey, he's a. Uh, I I was really impressed with him. Uh, great interviewer, and uh, so it was fun. Really fun chat with him. But yeah, so he uh, asked me about the QB situation, and and him being a Tennessee fan, uh, he was like, he kind of assumed that Gorantano was going to step in. They brought him in to be the starter. And uh, so he asked me, do you think Gorantano's going to be the starter? And I said, no. <laughs> I, yeah. I was like, if 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 Gorantano was going to be the starter, he would have taken the job in spring ball. But what we heard from Rolovich was not uh, positive about the quarterbacks. Yeah, like we've been hearing. nobody's good enough. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, you know, what I told him is, I, you know, if – if Jaden Delora is back, I think it'll be his job. You know, he's already won the job before. So like, it, you know, it's, uh, I, and hopefully that means like our best quarterback is, we just haven't seen him. You know, he just, he, he, he hasn't, he didn't play in, in, in spring ball and, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll have, you know, been through his, I think if, if he was going to get kicked off the team, he'd be gone by now. I, I think yes. he'll be back, but no, he'll be back. And it'll be yep. okay. Um, but yeah, you know, and and so it it was just uh, the game was yeah like the quarterback play was uh, like and uh, when you're like when you're like third and fourth stringers are looking more impressive than you're and you're you know you're the guy yeah. you know the the guy that's that's you know your former four star that's contending for the starting job like yep you know it, it's just you know we just haven't seen the the progression from Cooper that you 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 would have hoped and it's nope. just. Um, and yeah, like is the defense maybe Jeff? The defense is just really good, but uh, no. I don't think so. No, I, don't um, that. <laughs> uh, I do think Jalen Watson is really good. Um, yes, you know, I, I, but you know, we thought that before, right? Uh, yep. So uh, the defense, you know, the defense could be fine, you know. And as I said, I mean, there's only there's only so much you read into any spring game, anyway, as we talked about during our preview, and then you maybe read even less when. You know, so many guys were out. Um, it was a ton of dudes who were out. So that that's fine. But it's like also there, there's just, uh, you know, there's a certain level of competence that you that you want to see. And there is you can tell the difference. Casual fans, even casual fans can tell the difference between bad offense and good defense. And what we saw in general <laughs> was bad offense. And, you know, that, you know, again, it's, it's, as, as we said during our preview, it's only spring drills. It's, uh, you know, coaches are working on stuff, blah, 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 you know, all the caveats. But again, you referenced, and I think this is important, like Nick Rolovich made it clear <laughs> that they were not good enough at quarterback, um, during, during the game or during spring. And, and that is, that is frankly a pretty terrifying, uh, prospect and, 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 you know, we're a school that, you know, for many years now has gotten used to, I mean, thrown out last year, but, you know, gotten used to some really high level, uh, you know, quarterback play. I mean, even like, like the worst year of quarterback play we had in the last, like, you know, seven years was Luke Falk senior year. And, you know, half the pack 12 would have killed for a quarterback to play as well as he played that year. So it's like, <laughs> You know, we've been really, really uh, lucky, fortunate, blessed 
uh, with with quarterback play, and um, you know we we may be on the verge of experiencing what you know pretty much every other school goes through, which is you know every once in a while you just have a year where where it's bad, and and we you know we we may very well be heading towards that. I hope not. You know, I hope I, you know, I hope Delora has his head screwed on straight and comes back and wins the job and takes a big step forward. But, you know, if we honestly and objectively say, well, look at last year, look at, you know, the four games that he did play. I mean, it was it was extremely uneven and not really good enough either. Um, now, can you project out and be like, he's going to be better as a sophomore? That, that's what you hope for. But you know, do you know for sure? You don't really know for sure. So, um, yeah, super uneasy about the fall. Um, I'm, I, boy, I'm, I, there's, there's a part of me that's like, man, I, I, I don't know. I don't get very pessimistic very often, but, um, with all the attrition they had with dudes transferring. And I know that, um, you know, it, really none of those guys were guys that we would consider, you know, impact guys, most of them. Um, but still that, that hurts your depth and, you know, then you're, you know, you're relying on freshmen, you're relying on sophomores and I don't know, man. I just, I got, I got an uneasy feeling. I got an uneasy feeling about how this fall is going to play out. Yeah. Um, I, I will say it was pretty funny when we, um, he had me go through game by game prediction and my record turned out better than what I would have just said. Um, so Check that out. If you want to hear me talk about the football team for more than like the 10 minutes we're talking about it here, um, yeah, go check out Chase Thomas podcast. He's already uploaded it. Um, again, like I am like the least cool guest he's had. I, like, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> I was um, like Chase Thomas podcast. I, and then I looked and I went, oh, wow, that guy's yeah, <laughs> that guy's actually pretty it's popular. A way bigger deal than we are. For yes, sure. he is. Um, that is 100% but, uh, true. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so go check it out. Um, he's he was good. He was he was not the uh, you know I I I brought up the Vol fans with Gorontano and and oh he uh, we we had some fun with that. So yeah, um, so I I would check it out. Uh, but yeah, so again, spring ball is just hard to read into. But again, it, it seems like you can only ever draw a negative things from it and that's all i'm drawing this time and so i really i I really hope that quarterback looks a lot better fall magically um and uh because we need that uh yep i will say dion mcintosh looked great still oh Uh, he looked awesome great plays um and so i mean we're we're gonna be able to run the ball yep uh do and that's kind of the reason you're like, eh, maybe just have Jaden Delora in there. Let's let's do some read option. Let's while well, yeah. we still figure out this run and shoot thing. Um, but uh, you know, but I would love to see the run and shoot, you know, in all its glory, um, get get going. Um, yep. We saw that you know he could come in and and have a, a you know a good offense right away, and so hopefully they can build on yep. that. Um, yep. Still lots of talented receiver if we just get, you know, someone get him the ball. Um, yeah. You know, lots get of guys. Get Jamal Harris and, the ball. Yep. 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 So, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Spring game. Spring game. I mean, I, I, I would have much rather we went there and we just, like, had a good time um, and talked about that. And, like, yeah. had podcasted. From the parking lot. From the parking lot again. (laughs) Yeah. This time with our soundboard. Um, Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, so it, I don't know. Uh, I, I just checked the Mariners score. Mariners, God. Um, but yeah, so uh, speaking of them, man. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't, uh, I don't know what else to say about spring football. Let's, there's let's nothing else to say. Else. Let's move on. Let's talk about the guy who hired Nick Rolovich and the guy who hired Kyle Smith and the guy who is leading, uh, the athletic department across the board to some un- unprecedented heights and some unprecedented fundraising. And that's Pat Chun, uh, who, uh, got a nice, uh, little bump up in his pay. Um, and, and, and a contract extension, uh, this past week. Um, and that was good to see. Obviously it tells you that they were a bit worried that he was looking other places. Um, but he also deserves a raise. I I think, Uh, you know, given, given the value he gives to the athletic program, um, uh, I think he was worth an extra 50 K at least. (laughs) <laughs> At least if we could pay him more, we should give him more. Uh, you know, he's done, obviously done a fantastic job, uh, overseeing, you know, the, the, you know, a couple of important hires, uh, facility improvements, uh, and, and most importantly, fundraising expansion. Um, you know, the dude deserves everything he's getting. Um, I know that like, you know, when, when his name started popping up with, uh, you know, jobs in the big 10, that's when I kind of was a little worried, you know, cause he's, uh, you yes. know, he was basically a big 10 lifer up until he left and went to, you know, Florida Atlantic and then, then came up here. So, you know, I, you never know what, what somebody's thinking, but it wouldn't be a shock, you know, if he wanted to go, you know, back closer to where he grew up and, um, you know, and again, we, we, we sort of have this, uh, that we've already talked about this, this fear of, you know, being jilted, uh, you know, as a fan base, but you know, I mean, it, like I said, this, you know, happens everywhere. Um, if, if someone leaves, that's because they did well and that's what you want. Like you want them to do well. Um, you know, you want them to do really, really well, uh, so that you have those memories that I, I don't think any of us would trade. I mean, just back to basketball for a second, but I don't know about you, Craig, I would not trade those two, you know, three seasons with Tony Bennett and those two NCAA tournaments. Um, just because I knew he was only going to stay for three years. You know, you all, you play this game, right? If you knew beforehand that it was going to be like this, would you take it? And it's like, I mean, but for real, if you knew, okay, he's only going to be here for three years, but in that time you're going to go to two NCAA tournaments, you'd be like, sign me up for sure. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, because you just, you know, you want to be good and, and then you just have to, you know, you have to nail the next hire. And I think, um, whenever Pat Chun, you know, does leave if it happens. And and the honest truth is, by the way, you know, uh, school administrators don't stick around typically forever. Um, and that's, that's just like, that, that's just sort of a, like a maxim. Like I, I remember when I first found out that like college presidents, like, you know, stick around for like an average of like four or five or six years, you know, whatever it is, not that long. And it's like, I, I was, I remember being surprised by that. I was like, wow, that seems like a position you'd want to be in for a long time. And, um, it's just, it's just not like that you know, for, for college administrators. So, you know, to have, you have someone five, six, seven, eight years, um, you know, there's, there's a handful of eighties and the really, you know, cushy jobs that may stick around forever, but you know, most everybody else is, is sort of moving around. And, um, so whenever that happens, you know, if, if Kirk Schultz is still around as our, as our president, I feel good about that. He's, you know, shown a, a real ability to, to hire people that, um, you know, bring success to the school. So, 
yeah, I mean, whatever it is, again, however long we have him, it's great. Um, I feel confident that the infrastructure he's building within the athletic department is something that will last. Um, I really do. Like you can just, you can see the direction, you can see what they're doing. You can see, um, you can see that it's not a one man show that he is, you know, put a team in place. Um, and so hopefully that, you know, the, there's every reason to believe that that stuff will, um, outlast him if, and when, you know, he does move on. Yeah. But Hey, uh, they're doing something to try to keep him now. And so that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, better than just letting him go. Um, Absolutely. which I f- feel like, you know, there's, Times in WSU past where it just been like hold, cross your fingers and hope he doesn't leave type. Thing. Oh yeah, but, we're gonna uh, penny pinch over you know ten thousand dollars when the guy might be bringing in, you know a hundred thousand or you know what I mean? Like it like like his value is you know exponential that you know ten thousand. Um, you know I mean we did that with you know Mike Price. It was like, what are we doing? Why are we you know why are we pinching pennies? Well yeah, so, there yeah. there's a there's a reason why. They like Tony Bennett became the first million dollar coach at WSU. Oh yeah, like because even Sturk, who was like the ultimate penny pitcher, was like, "Nah, we got to try to got to try to do something to keep this guy." Yeah. Um, uh, so it was, uh, yeah, it, it, it it's good. Um, I enjoy like I, I love having Pat Chun as our AD, and I hope he stays for. Over the average amount of time, which Me probably too. already has, actually. <laughs> um, I hope so, man. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, but I, I am enjoying, um, this current kind of, uh, all the, all the athletic, all the athletic programs that are doing well. Yeah. And, and one of those that is on the rise, like, um, Mariners want to say CS rise, but, you know, watch, watch <laughs> Wazoo rise, uh, uh is, uh, you know, the baseball program. Yeah. Um, Really had been on a nice run, and then uh, you know taking the series from Oregon and coming in that you know they win the midweek game and, uh, against Seattle U I think it was and then yep. uh, and then come in they they win that opener against UCLA another ranked yep. team in a just a series that they they look great doing need. it they, they, they look great doing, doing it. it. And then that second game, man, it looked like it was there. They were going to take the series, and then it just they 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 honestly they they don't have a deep bullpen. Yeah, they don't have a deep pitching staff, and ultimate and serious. It's not, even the guys that came in like the rally that UCLA. Okay, so five two coming into the bottom of the uh, the top of the ninth. And you're up five two, uh, you know they they tried to stretch uh, their their best guy. It wasn't working. You bring another guy and it, it walks and kind of you get walks, you get light singles, and then suddenly it's a rally, and yeah. then suddenly you lose. You lose. That, yep. That was that was a real bummer because it was very clear that that Brian Green was. Uh, Laying it all on the line in that second yep. game to try to get that second yep. game when they had the opportunity to take the series because they had nothing left when it came yep. to to Sunday, especially pitching wise. Yeah, I I haven't watched them a lot this year, but what I loved about that Saturday game, and I'm guessing I uh, saw a little bit of it on Friday as well um, in the game that they won. But you know, Brian Green does have a sense of leverage, 
you know, as a lot mm-hmm. of coaches don't, um, you know, the, the idea that, you know, you, you know, the, the old school way of thinking is, you know, okay, well, this guy's our eighth inning guy, this guy's our ninth inning guy, you know, whatever. Um, you know, but, but basically what I saw was they, they've basically got two relievers, <laughs> like two, yeah. two, two good relievers and everybody else is, you know, pretty hit and miss. And I mean, even I listened to the coaches show last week and green was, I mean, he said specifically, he's like, yeah, we are, you know, we, we are short, you know, a couple of arms in the, in the bullpen. We really need some guys to, to step up and, and give us a little more. And, you know, we really need a little more and we, we got to get a little more from our bullpen. I mean, he said it like three different times, like we need a little more. Um, and then we saw it, you know, over the weekend, um, you know, that Saturday game. So, you know, he really, you know, they, they kind of went hard after it on Friday, uh, you know, went to, uh, went to Newstrom, which is their big lefty, um, out of the pen. And he's, he's sort of devastating, you know, fastball slider guy, um, you know, really, really good. And so he, he gave them some good, uh, some good, you know, at bats on, on Friday. Um, and then they went to the, to the closer and he, they went to him in the eighth. Um, and he kind of, he's a high, uh, I'm like drawing a total blank on his name right now, which sucks cause he's totally filthy. Um, but you know, he's, he's sort of a high, um, high, I don't want to say high energy, high, uh, exertion guy. Like he's just high effort guy. Like when, when he throws, like it doesn't look like the ball's coming out easy. Like he's like, I mean, he's like Barrison. throwing his whole, there you go. Connor Barrison. Yeah. Um, you know, it just kind of looks like he's putting his whole thing into it, which there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, you know, he faced, I think, five, four or five batters on Friday. And then when he came in on Saturday, again, they tried to go to him in the eighth inning um, and into the ninth. And then by the time and he did OK in the eighth. And then by the time he got to the ninth, like it, it was pretty clear after like I, I can't remember if he faced one or two batters. It in the one, ninth, It was one batter. I think it was four yeah, straight balls. I, yeah, I think it was the one batter hit and, the guy. So, yeah. So one batter and he just it was like, oh, like he's. He's pretty gassed, and you know. He's toast, yeah. Yep, and so they brought him out, and then, like you said, that's that's kind of where it went from there, and which is such a bummer because that was, I mean, they were that close, they were that close to to taking a series um, from a ranked UCLA. Um, you know, really, it feels like they they really should have. Um, you know, they, they, in fact, it seemed like maybe they had a little bit of a hangover the next day. They lost today to Portland. Um, you know, and the midweek games are always kind of iffy anyway because you know that the pitching is you know what it is and um so you know i mean that's you don't read too much into the midweek stuff but um you know yeah sure sure seem like a little bit of a hangover and you know if they're shooting for 500 in conference that seems to be the target that everybody thinks you know gets them at least in the conversation for the tournament um yeah losing two out of three to ucla while not a killer um you know man you, you look at that one game you just go ugh, you know they they, they and, had it, man. They had it. And that, you know, this has been a story throughout the season. There's a handful, you know, many games that you could, uh, Stanford and some others where it's the same thing happened. They, they blew a late eighth, ninth inning lead. Uh, and, you know, because they, they score runs and they, they'll, they'll get, they'll take leads and they'll make comebacks. Uh, but, uh, you know, we saw today. Um, but they were playing Portland and, and, you know, the pitching hurt them again. They gave up 10 runs obviously, and they, they lose to Portland. Um, so that doesn't help that, that they're now sitting at, I, I, uh, I can't, when was this updated? Uh, May 9th. So three games on May 9th. So this doesn't include that loss, but that loss is not going to help, 
Um, after the UCLA series, they dropped down to 64 in RPI. They were after the first win up at near 50, I think. So, um, those two losses, another Portland loss coming up. Um, that's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's, uh, tough, you know, like it, that, yeah. that was tough because Portland, uh, Portland is, uh, 211 in RPI. So that's, uh, yeah. that's not going to do them any favors. Um, so that's a tough loss. Uh, they do have some lesser teams left on the schedule. Um, so the, yeah, the best they, uh, best they can do there is just, uh, beat the heck out of what they got left and, yep. and hope that, hope that that's, that's enough, you know, cause, um, uh, there's not, you know, there, there's not any like, not as many like marquee wins left. Yeah. on the schedule uh like like you could get against UCLA. Yeah. Uh so um that's why yeah, that one was tough. Yeah, cuz so yep. Yeah. But if Southern you know Cal people is... get it I was going to say if people get a chance to watch them though, like they are you know, even if they don't make the postseason, I mean they are just fun fun. They're they're just a fun team. You know, they rake, everybody loves offense, right? Kyle Manzardo uh who's going to be in you know, a high draft pick after this season. Um, that dude is a special, special hitter. Um, really one of the better, I mean, not that I've watched, you know, WC baseball all that closely over the years. Um, but he is, he is very, very, very good. And Brian green is doing exactly what he was brought here to do, which was, you know, make the team better. And in particular, his, he's always known for improving the offense. And I don't know what he does. I don't know what he teaches his hitters. I don't know what he sees in the guys that he recruits, but you know, I mean, we are solid, like really two through six in the lineup, um, you know, with guys who legitimately scare opposing pitchers, uh, watch, you know, yep. Manzardo get intentionally walked a couple times. Like, like they are, they, they legitimately scare some people with that lineup. And then, you know, with the pitching staff, like I said, they're just, they're a couple arms short, but they've got some guys who are really awesome. You know, Zane Mills is great. Uh, you know, he's the, he's the Saturday guy. Uh, I think it's, uh, is it Brandon White? I think white is his last name, but anyway, the, the Friday starter, um, you know, he is exciting young kid. And like I said, the, the relievers are, are, you know, the two top relievers really, really good. I mean, they're just, they're a fun team to watch, man. Like they, they will not, um, you know, they will not bore you to death, you know, watching a game, which, uh, I think is, you know, I think, I think kind of what you want. So even if they don't make the postseason, man, again, just enjoy it. Exciting stuff. If you like baseball, figure out a way, uh, to watch the games. They're, they're all on some screen somewhere at some point, either it's Pac 12 network or streaming, um, on your computer. And if you don't like watching on your computer, you know, get yourself a Chromecast, throw that thing up on the screen. Well, as I told you, uh, before, uh, they don't offer Chromecast, um, what? But they they do yeah I you didn't I said I told you that right before man. Uh, That's there's true, no Chromecast, but when you're on the WSU live stream, there's no Chromecast button. To there has been in the past, but I I haven't seen it lately. Through the through the Pac-12 app. Uh, no, I'm looking at the uh, when I okay. when I do the use the, the app. Like I'll just go to like the WSU live stream. Uh, browser page. Yeah, use either use the app or go through the pack12.com website. Either one well, of those. Well, that's why I am. A pack12.com website. It's just. Oh, I was going to say the pack12.com website. 
usually has the Chromecast button in the corner of the of the broadcast. It's for me. For me, it's a it's it has showed up randomly occasionally. Weird. Um, but it has not. Anytime I've watched baseball, it doesn't show up. Lame. Um, well, I did use and... I use the Pac-12 app on my iPhone to stream it to my Chromecast on both Friday and Saturday. So maybe try that. Well. Uh, I'll, I'll have to try that. Um, so yeah, it'll probably, so the, uh, I think all the USC games will be on, that'll be on their PAC 12 live stream. And then the UW games at the end of the season will be on our live yep. PAC 12 live stream. And yep. then whatever, whoever they fill in those middle games in with, who knows, it will, yeah. pro- will be on WSU's PAC 12 live stream. So it's, it, and um, we mean like, we literally do not know who's yeah. filling those. It's, it's literally says TBD. <laughs> on their schedule so we we do not know we have no idea but i'm sure it'll be exciting but these are games you know these are these are winnable games i mean usc is a beatable team washington's bad um you know be real good be i saw, good idea I saw to finish strong i saw a funny tweet uh that said uh i think it's probably from an oregon fan that had listed all the pac-12 teams um, ranked uh, by combined uh, Pac-12 or combined Pac-12 wins in football, men's football or not men's football, football, men's basketball and baseball, yeah. and uh, UW is at ten, <laughs> and they were below Colorado, who does not have a baseball team. That's awesome. They were last in the oh, conference. That's fantastic. So yeah, that that was pretty exciting to see and hilarious. hilarious. So so they got four from football and they've gotten six from baseball and basketball. That's funny. That is funny. Yeah, they're they're not good. So yeah, it did. That'd be a that'd be a good way to finish strong. That'd be a good way to finish strong. And but wouldn't that be awesome? Like if somehow they got back in the got back in the tournament, um, just like I won mean, the last nine incredible. games. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. even what they've already done is incredible. Like when you really yeah. think about the short amount of time, I mean, they got, you know, a partial season last, not, not even partial season. Very like they, partial. Got a, they got a month, <laughs> they got a month last year, right. Before everything shut down, maybe, maybe six weeks. Um, so, you know, I mean, they, they didn't get much last year, Brian green, you know, recruiting in a pandemic, um, you know, all these things. And then I, I just, I think that, you know, for you and I who followed the baseball program pretty closely over the years. Um, and in fact, like, you know, old time, you know, like re- old readers of Coog Center might remember like we, you know, when, when Marbit was actually doing things like we were, you know, we were all on the baseball stuff. Like we loved it. It, it was so much fun. And, um, and then it got pretty depressing there at the end of Donnie's tenure. And then Marty Lee's, uh, was a guy that we, you know, we thought would, would do okay, but apparently that, you know, that Pat Casey magic didn't, uh, didn't rub off on him and, and he just sort of ended up, you know, pissing everybody off along the way. And, um, you know, so, it, you know, the depths were pretty low, you know, pretty low, but, you know, baseball again, you know, is a baseball has been a sport, you know, forever that you could rebuild pretty quickly. Uh, cause the Juco pipeline, you know, is a very real thing, you know, talented kids go to Juco's all the time in baseball. So, yep. um, you know, you and can rebuild pretty Washington. quickly. And state of Washington's state of got Washington good baseball a players. Great baseball yep. state. Yep. Yeah. And the Northwest, just the Northwest in general. Uh, yeah. Lots of, which is, you know, I don't know. Somebody's going to have to explain that to me someday, why that is. Because I'm like, you know, they can't play all year round. Uh, but, 
you know, it's, uh, you know, the, the Northwest really is a hotbed and, you know, and you see that with what, obviously what Oregon state did, um, Washington got good for a few years. Oregon um, got good. They went to a conference. Oregon got series. good. Yeah. So we're from nothing like they had yep, told, they, they created a program <laughs> from yeah. nothing. So, yeah, so we're, you know, what, what Brian Green's doing right now is incredibly impressive. And, um, you know, even again, if they don't quite make it there, I mean, I remember even, you know, a few weeks ago, I was like, uh, somebody mentioned, well, you know, they might make the tournament. I'm like, no, they won't. You know, it's just like, come on. And then, uh, you know, and then they, they kind of got a little, they got a little hot and, um, all of a sudden it, it, it wasn't quite so far fetched, which is, uh, you know, maybe, you know, the biggest testament that, um, you know, they're even in the conversation, even if they don't, it's always disappointing if you don't quite get over the hump, but, um, you know, being in the conversation is, is a far cry from where we were two years ago for sure. Yes. And, uh, so yeah, ch- check out the last nine games. We think nine, at least six, uh, games yeah. left on the season and, uh, maybe we'll see some magic, uh, com update way, not sorry. working. Two years ago, 11, 42, and one. Yeah, and one. <laughs> 11, 42, and one. And we and they are, don't, 20, like, they we play, are 23 and 20 right now. They play a lot of bad teams. Like, they'll play a lot of bad teams in non-conference. So 11 yeah. and 42, that ain't good. That ain't good. Year before um, that, yeah. 16 and 33 and one. Oh, my goodness. So we are – so. Marty Lee's last two years with full seasons, 27 victories. Brian Green so far in a hit and miss season, uh, 23. And good. over 27 if you had last season. So I yeah. think they were like so. five and five or six. So I don't know. Pretty, pretty, I don't remember. pretty. 10 and good. something. I can't remember. Yeah, um, pretty so, good. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't taken him long to make us better, and hopefully he has what it takes to take us over the top. And yeah, you know, take us to Omaha, BTO. Yeah, BTO. let's go. That'd be a pretty quick return on that uh, new facility. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I, 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 the if if we were to get in if into uh one of that regional with. Uh, this like pitching depth that would be horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Should be like, but hey, um, let's get uh, there. <laughs> you know, but hey, but again, what, 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 what did I tell everyone? Just enjoy the moments. So That's right. About That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, <sighs> well, man, uh, yeah. Did we have? Did we have? I think that was that's it. Like no, there's not four thousand sports going on. I oh, know Ray Ray Wells. Uh, Ray Wells Jr. is leaving WSU. I, I assume maybe to go. Oh, he's the uh, Uber track athlete yeah. uh, who is suffered a it, torn Achilles. It's a freaking pandemic. Yeah, uh, inside of a pandemic, um, a torn Achilles, and he's gonna be out for a while. But. Um, he announced he's leaving WSU, so I wonder if he's just trying to go for a pro track career. That get those nice. endorsements. You know, you can get that endorsement money right away. Go um, get some professional doctoring on that uh, yep. on that Achilles and give himself a chance to be amazing. Because it, for people who don't know who Ray Wells is, man, go find a video. <laughs> yeah, just just search he's, Ray Wells. He's, yeah, he's something. got these videos doing these um, unbelievably ridiculous athletic feats, um, jumping mostly, and uh, yeah. So, yeah, best of luck to him for sure. 
Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know, he can recover from that that injury. And uh, I know it's rough. I'm going through it now. It sucks. <laughs> um, and I'm not trying to be get back to being an, uh, an elite <laughs> an athlete. athlete. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I mean, we were just having the conversation about, hey, Craig, you know, maybe we should go uh, try and get in the vaccinated section at the Sounders. And you're like, I don't know if I can stand and yell for 90 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the standing. It would be like someone jumping on me. Yeah, like, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That, that like, might I think happen. I told you what, when we went to the when we went to the L.A. Galaxy match, I said, yeah. Jeff. Don't jump on yeah, me. Yeah, no jumping. Like, I, I have this no tendency to. I have a tendency to do that. So of course, when they did score goals, I was hopping around on one foot and high fiving. You know, yeah. had to. We were distance. I had to hop. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can walk now. I can walk poorly, but I can do it. It's it's with a limp. Yeah. I, I had to. Sl- I slowed down Jeff a little bit, but you know, we still <laughs> made much. it there. You make up um, for it with, by having really long legs. So it goes. It goes. Well, I I I've I had the nice, you know, discovery, uh, yesterday that, um, I had like a four game summit club pack to the defiance last year and they Woo. just rolled it over. Woo. And so I have a ticket to Thursday's game and I got, I got a summit club ticket. So I'm, I'm going to walk down there and walk back and, you know, beautiful. I can do it. And plus beautiful. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to the rain match on Saturday to summit oh. club again. So you much, know, it's, it's just not, so much soccer, so much, so much, uh, unlimited beer like all, all the yeah. good stuff well the good news was um, also on uh, on that first goal you didn't have to worry about me hurting you because i was taking a leak so <laughs> i have i have amazing timing on those things so yeah you do man yeah <sighs> no if, more if, man if ever, i'm never leaving next time again. we're next time we're at a game and Sanders need a goal Especially the first goal. I'm Jeff. Go to the bathroom. (laughs) Get out of here. Get out of here. (laughs) Uh, Longtime listener of the podcast would note that I I also was not there for the first goal of MLS Cup 2019 because I left to to go pee and and then uh, and then the Sounders scored their first goal and then of course it it was angrily I would say angrily left that that one I did angrily leave because the game was stormed out of the seat. I was like, I've, I'm, I'm going to go pee. Okay. You know, and then, and then I'm standing there and you know how they got the radio piped into the bathroom and I'm like, Oh, all right. It's okay, Jeff. Just one. Of I the guess I missed it. In, just one of the greatest <laughs> moments in Seattle sports history. It's yeah. Fun. No big deal. No big deal. Uh, you know, it's okay. You saw two more. So it's fine. that is true. Same uh, thing on Saturday. Same thing on uh, Sunday. So yeah, I did see two more after that. Uh, ready for the Sounders is fun. Um, yes, it is. Winners are good. Yes. Suck at Timbers. Um, yes. Sorry, Timbers fans who listen. I know there there are plenty of you, but not so. There are. They are I'm sure they are, they are fine. fine I'm fans. sorry, Diego Valeri missed two consecutive <laughs> penalty shots. <laughs> I'm not sorry about that at all. <laughs> uh guy Truly, the guy had only missed the guy had only missed five in his mls career and he missed two and i'd taken like every single back. one in his MLS career. i know it's awesome uh all right all right well, um so again let me plug chase thomas podcast uh you can listen to me talk about our football team on there yeah um, we had some fun with it um 
He asked me about uh, to assess Nick Rolovich's first year, um, which you've heard me do on here before. So I don't know if you want to be reminded of that. And then talked about, you know, the the upcoming season and all that. So uh, check it out. Um, he did, again, spell Wazoo wrong in the tweet. Uh, I You know, he seems... He seems really in tune, and and I and uh, I, I think it was just an honest mistake. But um, yeah, uh, I will hold it against him for the rest of his life. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, one down. If if you if you like this podcast, give us you know five star rating, subscribe if you haven't done that, uh, leave yeah. a comment uh, saying how great we are and how good looking we are. You can hear it over the radio. Um, Sounds good. Or the radio. I mean, I, I do listen to podcasts on my radio in my car all yeah. the time. So I guess it could be over your radio. Um, is it a radio if you're not actually listening to radio stations? Is it still that's, a radio? That's a great question, Craig. One of life's questions. Are, are, are we are we using antiquated terms here? Like we're just <laughs> we're just like the world is past. My us kids by. don't know what a radio is. When He's you're listening, be like, Daddy, tell us about radio. Yeah, um, well, you can get all of our episodes on 8-track. Uh, just uh, <laughs> dial one nine hundred. go Cougs. Uh, have yeah, some it's, special it's, edition it's, it's cassettes not... that we're going to hand out. Yep. Uh, yeah, just uh, the greatest hits, um, which which is the entirety of the pocket. It's going to be just – it's the intense – like insane amounts – an hour and a half each episode. You're going to need like four cassettes for each episode. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so you know, give us a call for that. Uh, if you call within the next 10 minutes, um, <laughs> we're going to knock five bucks off the price. So one yeah. um, 900 uh, we don't care. Uh, whatever it is. I, I don't care if that's, and we don't even care if that's not the right amount of digits for a phone number. We just don't yeah, care. We just don't care. Yeah. Uh, but again, call in the next 10 minutes, five bucks off. And, uh, and let's see, follow me on Twitter. Uh, you won't get any money off for that. Um, the Craig powers, uh, follow Jeff at pod versus everyone. And, uh, if you want to send us an email with a question, uh, we got an email from, um, uh, from uh, someone from Jeff, another Jeff, he was excited uh, about the the basketball stuff as we were. Um, he said he just peed a little, so congrats, Jeff, on just peeing a little bit. Me too. Um, it's okay. Just a little. Oh, we did. We did find out that uh, I got an email that uh, uh, Icicle Brewing is owned by Coogs, so we had mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. On a previous podcast, yeah, check out which Icicle I did not Brewing. Know. Yeah, um, really cool story. Uh, maybe I'll read it on the next one. I feel like Jeff really wants to leave, um, and uh, my my brother in law in parentheses is not actually married. Um, probably wants to leave So probably get, get, out of, get out of here. Um, so, all right. Uh, with that, I will say, uh, go Cougs, Jeff. Go Cougs, Greg. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter.